Sport, Insight, Inspiration. This is your host, Arup Soames. Welcome to Kite Talks. All right, uh, we are live. Um, welcome to Kite Talks. This is Arup Soames here. Uh, we have a special guest with us all the way at, at, this, at this current point in, in the south of France. Um, we have Gilles Mej. Uh, I, I hope that I got that correct. Uh, Gilles, it's fantastic to have you uh, here. Uh, really appreciate the time. For our listeners, uh, Gilles has been working in the international department for the French Rugby Union for, for well uh, uh, more than a decade. Um, uh, thank you, uh, Gilles, for, for taking the time out. No, pl- pleasure and uh, thank you to having me uh, on this show and uh, looking forward to our talks. Awesome. So, uh, like I mentioned, uh, the, the idea here is uh, um, to talk about your experience uh, in sport uh, and, and your, your experiences well over multiple years. And, and, and of course, uh, at this time, you've spent the majority of your part in rugby. Uh, but, but I want to take one step back, talk about... Uh, uh, you, you've done your master's in sports law, right? And, and that was a, a while ago. Sort of how, how did that come about? And, then, and, and just let's talk about a little bit about that experience and then we can segue into uh, FFR. <laughs> yeah, so just to come back uh, yeah, nearly 15 years, more than 15 years ago, yeah. while I was a student and I, I studied I study law um, and I, I studied sports law. There was a few schools in France who... Uh, are specialized in, in the sports law and I make a sports law degree uh, at the Law University of uh, Marseille in South of France with few in, in France, uh, Limoges or Marseille. And so I decided to, to go on this way uh, because I like sports and uh, I'm a sports fan. Uh, uh, I grew up in a fencing club. I'm a, I'm a fencer. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's typical French sport. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And uh, so at the end of my study, I decided to, to go on this uh, sports law degree. And at this stage, uh, there was uh, only, uh, only the big sports association were looking for specialized staff uh, uh, in law. Uh, of course, you have soccer, football, you have uh, basketball, uh, handball, rugby, which has, uh, or tennis, which are the, the the biggest sports union in uh, in France, mm-hmm. and had the opportunity to uh, to to go in um, in the French rugby union. So I start uh, at the at the legal departments, uh, looking after the uh, rugby regulations, uh, disciplinary cases, and and uh, agent uh, regulation as well. So, uh, so just um, I'm sorry, I'm going to cut you off. So when 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 you um, sort of a, applying for that job or was it, I mean, was, was rugby a sport? Uh, I know a, a lot of the French follow rugby, uh, but, uh, but was that uh, out of conscious choice or you said, okay, this is an opportunity uh, that, that's there. So let me, let me explore. Yeah, it was a, an opportunity with a few uh, contacts uh, at the French rugby union. So I decided to go ahead with, uh, with this opportunity. Got it. Oh, fantastic. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, after this uh, uh, few years in, in uh, legal uh, department, legal staff, I had the opportunity to move uh, in the international department, uh, which it, um, it's opened few doors, uh, 
much more close to the field rather right. than reading contract or writing some uh, yeah. dis disciplinary uh, <laughs> cases or holding disciplinary hearings. Yeah. And uh, it's with this um, position that uh, it gave me the opportunity to uh, to be more close to the pitch and, and to meet and, uh, all this international team who are touring in France. Oh, nice, nice. So, uh, again, I mean, obviously, uh, um, French rugby has a, has a rich history. Uh, and, and, I mean, it's, it's obviously when you're working for a, uh, a particular sport union in, in a country, it's, uh, you, you feel uh, extremely sort of uh, pride about uh, uh, working for, for the national team. And, and, and also with your role, you're welcoming other teams as well as traveling. Tell us a little bit about sort of the role, at least early on, uh, that, that, that you did and, and, and sort of how it exposed you also to uh, uh, different parts of, well, the world, but also different cultures, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, in, in, in terms of uh, rugby uh, sports, on uh, um, the world of rugby, uh, so in Europe, you have the, the biggest uh, rugby tournament which is the six nations mm -hmm. uh, so the six nation tournament it's between uh, the what we call the home union uh, the first rugby nation england wales scotland ireland and france and italy since uh, 2000 okay. so uh, in france in springtime uh, in um, february and march we had the uh, we play the the six nation uh, it's home and away games uh, depending of the year, and so we had the, the chance to to welcome all these uh, English uh, teams or Irish or Italian team uh, in Paris. Then um, I was lucky enough the, to catch a game last time when I was there in Feb. I told you, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 fantastic yeah. So, experience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so Six Nation, it's one of the biggest uh, rugby tournament uh, beside the, the World Cup. Uh, mm -hmm. Lots of. Uh, uh, money at stake uh, in terms of sponsorship of attendance and uh, hospitality it's a it's a big uh, uh, a big event then if we go f uh, if we move forward in a, in a year uh, a rugby year then you have in a, it used to be in june now in july it's the july tour it's where the north hemisphere team go in the south hemisphere okay uh, so the the biggest south hemisphere team it's uh, uh, Argentina, uh, South Africa, Australia, and New Zealand. Um, so in this frame, uh, the North Hemisphere team used to travel uh, in these uh, countries. Uh, then the Four Nations, um, uh, it's a tournament between the Four Nations of the South Hemisphere team, they play all together. And then we have the end of year tour, uh, the um, October, November series where the South Hemisphere team travel to the North Hemisphere team. So at this occasion of the November series, I had the opportunity to, to host, uh, uh, obviously, the South, South Hemisphere team uh, from the Four Nations. But also, uh, we play often against, um, I don't want to say emerging team or tier two nation, it's national side, but mm -hmm. it's like uh, Fiji, Samoa, Tonga, Okay, wow. uh, all those teams who, who are very big team and who are very interesting to, to play and very interesting to host uh, in terms of culture and exchanges. Yeah, no, no, I can, I can totally imagine. And also, I see uh, there's one uh, uh, rugby uh, ball at the back 
in, 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 yeah, in, yeah. And the one that's on top, uh, I, I, <laughs> I recognize that, uh, that logo from somewhere. I wonder where it's from. Yeah, it was just uh, to have a clear day, uh about this uh, talk. And uh, because uh, beside all this international team, uh, we had the opportunity to have uh, some exchanges with other union and uh, Rugby India was part of uh, one of the two a few years ago and we asked right. the, the wonderful ladies uh, of, uh, of the Indian uh, National uh, Rugby 7 team. Right. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a good experience and uh, yeah. very, very nice girls. So what you must know about rugby, it's there is uh, Rugby 15 which is uh, the biggest rugby you can see on TV. But you have also the seven side. So I put the ball of the Paris seven tournament mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because seven also is a, a, a big uh, game since uh, now it's included in the uh, Olympic program. Mm -hmm. And uh, the rugby seven, the rugby is back in the uh, Olympics thanks to the rugby sevens since the Olympics in Rio. So it's uh, also a good, uh, a good, opportunity or a good market to host and to work with the rugby sevens yeah no so i think it's a good time to to talk about see i mean you've had a well decade of experience right uh, or a little more and 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 that's um, i think you've seen the evolution of, of of rugby well primarily in 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 france but also exactly how you mentioned with with the sevens uh, and, and, and having it uh, introduced in the Olympics. You, so there's obviously been uh, a lot of mindset change towards the sport. Uh, we've seen it, uh, I mean, in India, uh, there was a fair bit of following in terms of when, uh, during the World Cups. And, and so how have you, I mean, you've been on the inside, right? Uh, so so how, how have you seen sort of rugby uh, evolve in France, but also at a global uh, um, scale? Yes, so in France, um, till the 90s, uh, rugby was a very amateur sport, uh, not like soccer was professional since uh, the early 20th century. Um, so it's been professional since 1994, uh, uh, 1995 in globally and in France in 1998, uh, uh, where there was a t uh, top professional league uh, that was created in 19. In 98, so 25 years ago, yeah. more or less. Uh, so it's a, it's a big change because it's becoming more professional. Uh, all the athletes uh, are 200% uh, players, professional players. Uh, they no longer have a job beside when it used to be uh, in the 80s or in the, in the 70s. Yeah. And in terms of the, the global rugby, uh, yeah, the, the World Cup, the first World Cup uh, was in 1987. So it's, in Japan, it was the ninth edition. If you compare with soccer with more than one century of, of yeah. World Cup. <laughs> so it's the, but, but Japan was the first uh, World Cup in Asia. So it was a, a very good boost uh, and a highlight for the rugby in this part of the world. So. I think it was uh, the, the main things about having the, the World Cup in Japan to, to make these sports more global. Because we, when you think about rugby, you think more, much more about the British teams. <laughs> and on the other, as just, and I continue on the other side regarding the, the sevens rugby, 
Yeah. Uh, sevens rugby, it's an uh, old sport, like rugby, it was created uh, late in the 19th century. But the, the seven side was much more a summer sport, so were played only uh, in summer time. And uh, thanks to the inclusion of the rugby seven in, um, in the Olympic program, it, it gets same uh, another boost of this uh, of this uh, sports yeah so so just want to maybe jump into a little bit of more in in from the seven side of things does that make do you think uh, sort of uh, does that allow for sort of rugby to be even more present across the board because it's an easier sport to play i mean not easier but uh, less number of people so you need less people to sort of put together a team uh, and and is it sort of uh, how's, how how have you seen rugby seven say pushed out at the grassroots level as well, meaning with schools and stuff like that? Because I think uh, it's uh, it's turned into something that uh, can easily be uh, uh, pushed out across different countries, even uh, again second tier developing nations as well. Uh, and 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 right now, even countries like India can sort of look ahead and say, okay, you know what, we could we could compete uh, at, at that level. Um. Yeah, because um, so rugby seven it's the same rule as 15 aside, but it's on the same pitch with less people. So uh, you have to be very athletics. And you have new countries who came on board uh, with rugby because of the Olympic stamp. As soon as uh, the sport is Olympic, right. you have all the national Olympic uh, committees, all the national Olympic government will make, we can put some phone on uh, these rugby teams, uh, rugby seven teams, and also in men's and women's. So if you look at the Olympics in uh, Rio in 2016, you have a team that you didn't uh, think that they could play rugby. For example, in women's, you had the Colombian team, women's uh, Colombian team. Mm -hmm. And um, in a, uh, which is not a, a, a big rugby history of, uh, of rugby in this part of the globe. And you have also, um, if you think of the uh, men's uh, rugby seven, you have the Kenyan team who participate to the Olympic. Uh, Kenyan, they are very good, you know, they are very good runners. And, yeah, uh, athletic, yeah. So very athletic. And uh, they take part of the Olympics in, in Rio in 2016. So you have some new countries uh, who came on board uh, of this rugby seven, of this Olympic sports. And for sure, India, once uh, they, will, they will play the Olympics, for sure. No, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a mat matter of time, definitely. So do you, do you um, I mean, if you compare the two, I mean, the full uh, um, rugby sevens versus the, I mean, the, do, do you see other nations being able to uh, get to a level of, of the original six or the original seven sort of countries? Do you see uh, and, and, and how are organizations or unions like uh, the French uh, Rugby Union trying to help uh, other nations sort of build their rugby programs? Because I think that's important uh, in, in, from, a, I think, a global uh, uh, perspective, right? Because it, unless we are able to develop the sport in multiple uh, countries uh, across uh, the world, uh, I mean, that's the only way the sport's going to uh, grow. So just globally, sports bring relationship, it brings uh, friendship. So if you speak about rugby, it's more 
So as soon uh, as you play rugby, you can uh, you speak the same language everywhere. You don't have to speak English. <laughs> so you, you can make friends everywhere. And with this friendship, you can uh, make partnership. Uh, and for example, the France uh, used to help the um, some Latin countries uh, uh, in the in the 80s or in the 90s uh, when I. Uh, France, uh, Aust, Argentina, Romania, uh, uh, Italy. Uh, so it's it's a way to make some partnership and to develop the games. So uh, for sure we can uh, help other country to grow up. Yeah, because obviously, I mean, uh, a, a country like a country like France has super facilities. Um, I mean, you'll have. Uh, extremely advanced in, in, in the sport. And, and I think hosting nations, like you said, I mean, you're hosting multiple nations at your facilities, making them understand how your training facilities run. And uh, I, I think that's, uh, that's, that's really uh, Im important uh, um, for the development, right? Yeah, it's, it's coaching exchange, referees exchanges as well. So there is um, lots of way to develop uh, this partnership. Yeah. So uh, let's to I mean the the present your your current uh, role. I mean I've, I mean it's been those many years. Uh, where where do you see uh, or, or really what's uh, what's your current focus and and where do you see sort of what's your future thinking in terms of how do you uh, how are you going to sort of develop uh, um, uh, rugby in 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 France? So I think in in terms of uh, rugby development in France. Uh, so we have to have more grassroots rugby uh, to get more players. So uh, you need to attract uh, more kids or, or girls uh, to pop in, uh, in our clubs. And uh, so we can follow them and uh, uh, can accompany them in the pathway to go in national side or national teams. No, I, I, when, you, when you compare... Um... I mean, I, I, I don't uh, usually like to compare different sports, but I know, of course, um, from a football point of view, France is a, uh, I mean, they just won the World Cup. I mean, there's a lot of uh, uh, following there. Um, and, and you have, uh, well, a lot of social activity, I mean, online, digitally. Uh, is, how does the, uh, is, is the French uh, uh, Federation, I mean, of rugby, focused on, on a lot of digital activities as well to sort of push it out to their audiences? Or, I mean, how is what, what kind of strategies or plans do you guys have? And, and, and do you all have an international audience as well? So, uh, obviously, soccer, it's the main sport. Uh, uh, for example, in France, you have more than 2 uh, million uh, registered players. And uh, in France, in rugby, we have only... Uh, four lakh uh, registered player, yeah. so it's it's a, a big difference. Uh, but in, in terms of uh, digitalization, uh, you are speaking about. Uh, we are we were currently um, doing this lockdown periods, and uh, we we have to find other way to to play our sports. Mm -hmm. So there was lots of uh, uh, videos or uh, uh, coaching stuff uh, uh, online to keep this uh, the the rugby player fit mm -hmm. uh, so rugby it's a collective game so you can't play just by yourself so it was a little bit frustrating just to to um, to make sports at home so i think lots of uh, 
players now they're looking forward to go back on the pitch and uh, and to play together if uh, if 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 you'll allow me um i know uh, you when you said it's a collective effort there's there's, there's a lot of uh, i mean there's everybody's involvement required uh, and and the reason i ask you is if you'll allow me i i know you are a rugby family uh, right um, and 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 your wife also works uh, in in rugby uh, how you guys live and breathe rugby correct and and, and at the end of the day it's uh, uh, i mean uh, you have a world cup winner at home <laughs> so exactly. it's uh, it's it's probably hard to compete with that but uh, but but again how do, how does that uh, uh, i mean how from your personal point of view uh, do you guys also watch rugby together just want to know more a little bit about uh, yourself <laughs> yeah so you have very good information so i had the opportunity to uh, uh, attend the uh, final phase of the world cup uh, last year because my wife was involved with the springer springbok team the south african team um and yeah we 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 like rugby and we we watch uh, rugby we watch lots of international games uh, seven side uh, uh, games as well the the world series it's uh, once a month you have a, a weekend one only one weekend to watch uh, uh, 48 hours uh, rugby so it's it's good fun to uh, to watch or to attend if you have the chance to to go to the stadium yeah no that's uh, i i i completely agree it's a fantastic like i said i mean when i when i had the opportunity to watch the france uh, italy game uh, when i come it was a fantastic experience i mean I, that it was because uh, uh, i also watched the psg game but but the the rugby game the atmosphere was uh, something else <laughs> yeah 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 it's a uh... It's a good vibes. Uh, lots of people coming to Paris to to party and uh, to enjoy to meet their friends they didn't see for a while. And uh, yeah, no, that's it's great. Social, yeah, sport is a social thing. So <laughs> and more of a, a for rugby. It's, yeah. Do do you do you play uh, touch rugby? Yeah, yeah. So um, it's easier to nowadays to play uh, touch rugby, which is light rugby. It's yeah. a it's a, it's a new um, way of development uh, here in France. The five aside, mm -hmm. uh, it's like seven aside, but uh, five aside with less people on the half of the field, and it's only touch. You don't uh, there is no line out, tackle. no mm -hmm. ruck, no tackles. Yeah. You think you think that's an easier way, sort of for for other, uh, I mean, amateurs or, or people who really want to get to know the sport. Uh, is yeah. is that an easy way to sort of jump in? Yeah, I think this uh, five-a-side rugby, it's a way to bring more uh, uh, um, players or for the mother who, who, who look rugby with lots of tackle, it's, it's <laughs> better for, for them to send their kids to a um, touch rugby yeah. uh, stuff. Or if you want to continue to play rugby after seven, uh, 35 or 45, 40 years old, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a good way to continue to play. Yeah, I'm. Uh, if I mean, I'm digressing a little bit from uh, from from I know your experience, but just I mean, it's something that you mentioned in terms of the parents, right? Uh, and and how the parents uh, look at rugby as a sport. It it from the outside, it does look extremely um, rough. well uh, rough, yeah. <laughs> and it probably is, uh, and you need to be really fit. But at what stage, uh, I mean, how, how does one 
sort of get your kids into in, into a sport like rugby of course touch rugby is the start but at the end of the day you need to be able to teach uh, i mean the kids how to tackle how to scrum i mean there's multiple things but uh, i think it's a slow and steady process i mean and 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 how has uh, sort of france been successful in that uh, yeah so j- maybe just say from 5 years old to 14 15 years old you just learn the 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 game of rugby the uh, the tricks the, the passes uh, uh, the runs and you, you don't make tackle or scrum it's only after 15 years old when the um, in physical aspect you are more stronger to go on this phase of the games ah nice nice uh, so i'm i i know we're uh, we're almost at the end of time uh uh jile uh, thank you very much but i'm going to ask you one last thing just a quick uh, um uh, well last thoughts for our uh, our listeners in terms of uh, from a rugby perspective or in general from a sports business perspective just a few closing thoughts no we we have the chance to to work in a sport environment it's a, such a, a nice environment So as I say at the moment it's difficult to play sports and uh, we we work uh, a lot to bring back sports on the field uh, uh, especially during this uh, special period mm-hmm. so just keep going and uh, sports must go on yes sports must go on i completely agree thank you uh, so much Jill, for taking the time out it's been uh, awesome uh, talking to you and i know uh, we'll continue the conversation Uh, and uh, and yeah uh, thanks so much uh, anytime thank you again having me on this show